in, in the book you talk about um, routine versus novelty. And you were you reference um, a conversation you had with Kobe Bryant about creativity and how um, his creativity, and I'm sure yours as well, thrive within structure and routine. So I'd love to talk about that because as someone who like I'm like I'm creative I don't need structure I know you know I want to like do my thing I want to roll around on the floor I want to like <coughs> skip in the field um I'd love to talk about that because I need it I need that conversation um and just the value of what that brings to someone's um creative process yeah for sure I, I think that conversation was affirming for me because I was like Oh, if Kobe Bryant sees it that way too, that, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll accept it. And so, yeah, it was, it was a conversation around that balance between creativity and structure and a lot of people feeling how you do. And, and I can definitely identify with that where it's like, I just need a month off to just be creative and I need everything to stop. And there's truth in that and there's power in that. And taking those reflective weekends or breaks can be, be truly powerful but at the same time, creating some discipline in your schedule and populating with creativity can sometimes find or force some incredible things with you. So an example of that is one of the things that I set up was I try to create all of my content within nine out of 21 days a month. And what I do is for nine days, I just go really deep into my creativity mm. and I really explore it and I create from it. And then the next 21 days, I allow myself to have business meetings, come on podcasts, connect with people, work with my clients. And that almost blocked creation because I read a study that said your brain can't be logical and creative at the same time. So what we're often trying to do is almost like trying to drive from one side of LA to the other side midday in our minds. It's almost like you're running from the creative side of your brain to the logical side of your brain by going from business meeting, creative, brainstorm, yes. numbers, data, isn't it? You know, and so we're like we're like stretching our mind's ability, and so the only way to really find that balance is by going deep into the creativity in a structured way, and then allowing yourself the time to do the more logical items. Mm. So that that uh, using structure as a way of creating opportunity uh, for creativity can be huge. And have you found like, have you ever gotten frustrated? by like a block in creativity and like that that structure has helped you to kind of like push through it and then move through to that you know moment of genius oh absolutely so i think my my biggest creative block probably came around you know what the funny thing is one of the biggest things that creates creative blocks is success uh when you, when you do something and it works and then now you're scared of having to repeat it mm. so so the first time i felt it was when my first ever video went viral in 2016 and I'd had this moment when my first video got known and 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 it was a it was a huge life-changing moment for me and then all of a sudden I was like I don't want to create anything yeah, <laughs> like, like you know like what do you do what like you know, yeah like it's like how did I do that and like you know like I have no idea and will it happen again and you know you start judging yourself yes. and you start putting yourself in a box and all of a sudden you f you realize you are completely out of the zone mm -hmm. yes. that got you in the zone totally. and so now I'm constantly looking at it from fear now I saw that happening towards the end of I think it was again at the end of 2017 and I, I really felt like I was creating and I was creating consistently because that's what you had to do. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm not feeling like I'm creating the work. Not that I'm not proud of, I believe in every message I've ever put out, 
but I'm not, I'm not feeling creatively enthused about what we're creating. And I remember I, I said to my team, I was like, we're not, and I do this every December now. So I say, we're going to create all the content in advance that we're going to roll out. And then for December and January, we don't create any new content. We just have a creative brainstorm time. Mm. So we completely go into, we're still posting content that we've created beforehand, but we switch off and just allow that flexibility and breathability every single year. And I find that the only thing that helped me do that was consuming different content in different industries that inspired me. So I'll start watching more music videos or I'll start watching- uh, <laughs> You come back to the team, you're like, this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, you're exactly. Show yeah. You, start, you start watching more movies or yeah. whatever, whatever it is for you. For me, it's, sorry, for me, it's, um, movies and music videos that I feel creatively spark a lot for me. And so I'll, I'll get really deep into analyzing a movie or I'll get really deep into analyzing a music video or whatever it may be. And so I, I completely agree with you that whenever I've hit a creative block I've and, and I've really felt it, I've been like, okay, we, we switch everything off and let's really go and discover again. Yeah, And that's definitely when I've done my proudest work. But if I was to only do that, and we didn't have the structure and the discipline, then I feel like you learn less and you wouldn't even have that moment of what have I learned all of this year? How do we use all of that, but then apply this yes. new creative genius to it? Does that make sense? Yes, is that, absolutely. is that what you, is that, does that answer your question? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I think it's so valuable to have that, um, that space, you know, it's just, even if it feels comparatively like nothingness but I do think there's there are things happening that we might not be able to express or identify that kind of prepare us for that next wave of of creativity yeah and I also feel like you know for me it's my meditation in the morning I feel like that stillness you need stillness in your day so there's a beautiful buddhist statement that says um what movement does for the body stillness does for the mind mm. so we all know we need to exercise and move our bodies to feel healthy and fit and so when you need to move your body, you need to still your mind. And so finding 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, an hour a day, whatever it is for you, like getting space and stillness will always feel like you're a uh, sponge for creativity because you're yes. allowing your body and your mind to be aligned and talk to you. And, and I know that sounds strange, but it's kind of like, let's say both of you work as a team, you're, you're a great partnership, but let's say, Lindsay, you're like running around and you're unreachable and you never turn up to meetings. And now how are you going to feel? Pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you're going to feel like slow down so I can talk to you. Yeah. Your body and mind feel that every day. Like mm. they're just waiting for you to slow down so, true. so that they can in give sync. you an idea so that they can get back in sync so they can give you a signal. I love that. And it's also like, you know, creating the clear channel to channel. Mm -hmm. You know, by having them in sync allows that, like, the channeling. Um, in in that regard, I was going to ask something, but I'm going to go to this. In that <laughs> regard, related to, like, channeling or spirituality, you know, what is your relationship with source? Or how do you describe your relationship with God or whatever? Like, what would you, yeah, how would you describe that? I think that everyone on the planet has a unique and extremely personal relationship with the source, the divine, the highest God, you know, whatever word everyone has for it. And for me personally, I feel like that relationship is a relationship of service. It's a relationship of communication. 
And I think there's a beautiful statement by David Lynch where he says that uh, prayer is how you talk to God and meditation is how God talks to you. Oh, I love mm. that. And, and it's, that, it's in that that becomes like this two-way communication where you feel you're not... See, if we all had to be the most compassionate ourselves, oh, we'd give up any day. And that's why feeling finite and or not even realizing that we're finite is what limits us, us from being unlimitedly merciful and compassionate and loving. And I know that if I walk into a coaching meeting, just giving an example, or even if I walk into this and I walk in and saying, I'm going to give my best. And, and even if I give my best, that'll be great. But if I allow the source to work through me and simply say, like, I'm just going to be an instrument of the source's love and compassion and grace, then guess what? This room can be flooded. Uh, it's almost like we, as monks, we had this beautiful ritual where we would take, we would scoop water out of like a holy river and put it back in. And we were reminded that that's what we, all we do as humans, that the source of the ocean mm. is huge. And when you scoop out a little bit of water and you may drink it or you may give it to someone else, that's you taking it from the source. So reminding ourselves always that the source is like full of flowing and full of, uh, full of abundance. Mm. And so for me, it's, I feel like I'm fallible. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. My level of compassion will always be limited if I rely on myself. But if I, and, and the word that's used in the Vedas is if I purify myself. So the way I like to explain it is if I, even if I have the best intention, if I'm not purified, I'm giving everyone muddy water. And so it's like, imagine you want to distribute water to every place in the world that doesn't have access to clean water, but you're giving everyone muddy water. All you're going to do is give people more diseases and ailments. But if I say, actually, I'm going to purify this water and then we're going to distribute it to everyone else. So for me, the connection with the highest is a connection of purifying and cleansing myself so that what comes through me is of genuine benefit to people and isn't me or about me or mm -hmm. isn't my message. Uh, and, and I've always felt that, that I just feel grateful that I get to share wisdom that I studied in these ancient literatures and try and make them relevant and accessible. But, but And I've realized them by living them in my life. So I've had personal experience with experimenting with them. But the wisdom is not mine. The, 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 the ideas are not mine because they're not ours. They've, they've existed far beyond us. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.